1: Philip Slavin of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right, and it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site, and if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. As the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. robots ever take over the earth just make sure that they use AT&T for Wi-Fi because eventually they'll just suck I am Philip Slavin and this is the 1012 the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the big 12 conference okay so two things before we really get started here one I have a cold so if I sound a little you know coldish that's why the whole house does don't come here uh, we have been in quarantine for the weekend. It's awesome. Um, if you've never heard of a nose Frida, if you have, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, if you haven't, go Google nose Frida. Let me just say this. It is a torture device for your toddler. It's tons of fun, let me tell you. Nothing like uh, having your child scream while you suck boogers and snot out of their nose so they can breathe. That's thing one. Thing two, yeah, so AT&T sucks. Just going just to be blunt. Um, the internet speed at in my house continues to get bad, uh, and the result is that today's episode is going to sound a little bit awkward because there should be two guests, uh, but there's one. Uh, shout out to Mark Cooper from The Score. If you're a fan of sports, you need to download The Score app. Get that on your mobile device, Apple or Android. Uh, and check out the work that Mark Cooper does. Mark Cooper is a name familiar to some Oklahoma State fans, used to cover OSU for the Tulsa World. He was our third guest today. Uh, we are having our mid-season review, looking at the state of the Big 12, currently making some predictions down the line, and Mark was awesome. He was. Uh, unfortunately, the audio recording is unusable. It doesn't really matter why. The point is that I can't use it. Uh, what I do have is me and Andy Mitz and, and our portions of this interview I've done my best to remove Mark from this, um, but I just want to say shout out to Mark Cooper if you uh, go give him a follow on Twitter. that's Mark underscore Cooper Jr. Mark is awesome. He was a great guest. We are going to get him back on here because I think it's I think it's worth having him. I really do. So that said, midseason review, me and Andy Mitz uh, kind of look at the season that has been. There's some some teams that have surprised us and things that have surprised us. Try and project forward, including can a one loss big twelve champion Oklahoma. Actually getting into the playoff this year, it's a fun debate. I wish we had Mark's opinion. He had a really good one. Before we get to that, you know the drill. Make sure you are signed up for ESPN+. Look guys, college basketball will be here before you know it. And you don't want to miss a single game for your team. Oklahoma State has 10 games on ESPN+. That includes the exhibition game against Roger State. Think I'm not going to watch an exhibition game? (laughs) I am. So don't miss a single game. For your team, by the way, that means there's no like Fox Sports basketball games. Don't you hate having to find Fox College Sports Channel Eight and figuring out where it is on the cable so you can get your game against Northwestern State on? Get ESPN Plus, tons of games, Big Twelve teams on there, men's and women's basketball, Olympic sports as well. Just go to our Twitter account at Ten Twelve Podcast T-E-N in the number twelve, the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top, click the link. Get yourself signed up, pay the $5 a month, and get all the awesome Big 12 Now action. So week six is in the books, and I don't want to just sit here and recap games from this past weekend. At this point in the season, we can make some, I think we've, we've got enough evidence to try and make some new observations about teams, um, far better than we did in the preseason, because I think at this point, most of our preseason expectations or, or preseason predictions for the conference are mostly shot. Um, and, and after six weeks, we can, we've can we got enough evidence to make some conclusions about teams. Uh, very excited to have, as as most of the time, Andy Mitz from Land Grant Gauntlet and Rock Chalk Pod back on the show today. Andy, welcome back, man.
0: Thanks. Glad to be back.
1: So let's start with this. At this point, I, I, I vaguely remember what my preseason. I got. We got to vote in the preseason Big Twelve media poll, and I know I had OU one, Texas two, Iowa State three. Um, I, I forget the rest of the order as far as OSU, Baylor, TCU. But I think we can all say OU is in is still number one. Uh, I would, and I would even say on a tier all their own. Do we all kind of feel that way. Definitely. Okay. I think from there is where it starts to get a little bit murkier. And and even murkier than I th- think heading into the season we thought. I, I think most people thought, okay, OU, Texas, 1-2, Iowa State could take another step forward and, and maybe challenge Texas and get into the Big 12 title game. Or, or maybe OU would take a step back this year, and they absolutely haven't. And we thought that the middle of the Big 12 wasn't going to be as good in year, as in years past, and even the bottom, you know, with so many new coaches. And I I think... Uh, I think my biggest observation so far through six weeks is the middle of the big 12 is murkier than it has ever been that I can recall. What is, and Andy, I'm going to start with you. What's your observation after OU in Texas of kind of, what does the big 12 look like?
0: I mean, I I almost think we're, we have basically four tiers. You know, Oklahoma has got its own tier. You could say Texas probably has its own tiers. Number two, I think Baylor's kind of that third tier almost on their own. They're the only team that has done what they're supposed to do every single week. We've seen them have standout defensive performances, standout offensive performances um, in in different weeks. Uh, And then the bottom is pretty much everyone else. Like we've seen enough weird things happening in the Big 12, especially this last week. Where, you know, if, if you made a strong or if, if you could make an argument that a team like Kansas State is going to fall to the bottom of the Big 12, I don't know that I could necessarily argue with you too much. If you if you could, you know, make an argument that a team like Kansas could jump up and, you know, finish in like sixth or seventh. I mean, like, I see pieces there enough that maybe that could happen. Like, I, I don't I don't personally think either of those two things are going to happen, but I, I could definitely be convinced. And and I think that's what is kind of the defining Uh, attribute of the Big 12 so far this year is is that the absolute chaos that we're going to see going throughout the rest of the year so like we know Oklahoma's good we know Texas is good it looks like Baylor's probably going to be good but every other team after that you could tell me that they're going to finish out the year strong or that they're going to completely fall apart and and I couldn't I couldn't uh, disagree honestly
1: so uh, what has been the biggest surprise for the Big 12 so far for you
0: yeah you kind of stole my surprise in that in the Baylor defense like I think Baylor, to be honest, has looked like the most complete team in the Big 12 this year. Even against Oklahoma, Oklahoma has by far the best offense, um, but there's still enough questions about their defense. And the way that Kansas was able to move up and down on them for a good portion of the of the day, um, you know, in this last game, it makes you wonder how much that Oklahoma defense has actually improved and how much they just haven't played anybody yet. Um, you know, so I think Baylor is the most complete team in terms of having a good offense and a good defense that you can trust week in and week out. Um, the biggest other surprise, I well actually, I've, I've got two other ones, the, but the 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 other biggest surprise for me is just how inconsistently, well actually how consistently mediocre the Iowa State defenses looked this year. There was a lot of people, myself included, who thought they were going to have the best defense hands down in the conference. Um, you know, with with TCU being another inconsistent defense that expected was expected to be really good, and I, Iowa State's defense has not looked very good at all. They have they have given up. With the exception of the Iowa game, they've given up 20 or more points in every single one of those games. Um, you know, now, granted, you can say the, the UL Monroe game. You know, it was garbage time when some of those got got uh, uh, scored. But the fact is, you know, this it was supposed to be a shutdown defense that was not going to allow their opponents to score very much. Um, you know, we expected this this Iowa State TCU game that was coming up to be a very low scoring game. You know, very very defensive game. And to be honest, it wasn't at all. And and I think that is the biggest surprise was the fact that those two defenses are nowhere near where we expected them to be.
1: Yeah, the, the TCU defense is, is surprising. Like, that is what that program has been built on. Like, you knew they were going to have issues with the quarterback, and you knew the offense were going to have problems. But you, you, you came into the year thinking, I believe in Gary Patterson and his defense enough with with just the talent that they have on it and the the number of injured players they brought back, the number of guys that that really stepped up last year. And you thought, well, this defense can carry them to six wins. The question is, if they can figure out the quarterback, can they do more than that? And the defense has not been impressive. And actually, so I, I tweeted on Saturday and, you know, I, Baylor's defense actually impressed me and everyone's like why Kansas State's not any good?" and I said it's it's not about what what Kansas State is doing because Kansas State has proven against Oklahoma State and Baylor that the offense whatever happened through the first three weeks was a fluke and this is the real Kansas State offense Um, that I know Iowa State's offense has been inconsistent but I think they figured it out against ULM and I think you saw that against TCU and I don't think it was an issue of of Iowa State's offense didn't look good against just, just performed poorly against Baylor. I think B- Baylor's defense actually shut down the Iowa State offense. Now, I get that Iowa State's offense this season has moved the ball really well. They just can't seem to score. And I think that's because you, you're missing David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler. But Baylor's defense, I think, is legit. I mean, I, I really do. There were concerns under that Rice game that they were just, you know, they were struggling to score. But I, I look at Baylor's defense and, and it it might be one of the two best defenses in the Big 12. And that's not. Maybe we should have seen this coming because it's year three for Matt Rule, and 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 year three at Temple was his big breakout year, and maybe we should have known that this was what was going to happen. We saw that the schedule, you know, set up for nine wins, but I don't I don't think any of us really believed Baylor could take this kind of a step forward this year, and and defensively they absolutely have.
0: A couple quick points about Kansas State, because you mentioned, you know, that this seems to be what their offense actually is. They are without Malik Knowles the last two weeks, which really hurts them. The other thing I think, too, is that these last two weeks, they went up against probably two of the stronger defensive lines in the Big 12 this year. Um, you know their, their offense is built on dominating the running game and then using Malik Knowles to kind of spice it up enough that their passing game can get going without their main passing, or really their only good passing threat, and not being able to dominate the line of scrimmage the way that they usually do. That's why their offense has gone flat. I expect them in the next few weeks when they're playing teams that aren't as defensive to dominant on that defensive line that the offense is going to get going a little bit. We're going to see them kind of bounce back a little bit. They just been unlucky in that the first two big 12 games that they've had have been against very, very strong defensive lines. Um, And so they can't really play the kind of game that they want to play, especially when they're missing probably their, their best offensive playmaker.
1: Yeah. I mean, he played a little bit in that, in that game against Baylor, but, but even still, you know, you think back to that Mississippi state game and and that offense moved the ball really well. And Skylar Thompson looked really good. And, there was something to, okay, They've Skylar Thompson has figured this out. But the last two games, he's looked like Skylar Thompson from last year. And I, and I kind of wonder if, who's the real Kansas State? Is it games one through three, or is it games four and five? And my concern at this point is, it's games four and five. They'll have games where they look like they did against Mississippi State this season, and they might have enough to get to a bowl game. But, man, I, I just, I kind of wonder if... if What we've seen them do in Big 12 play is who this team really is more than the team that just kind of was clicking and and running all cylinders through the first three weeks of the season. Uh, This is going to be one of those seasons where we could have eight bowl teams, or we could have six bowl teams and a whole lot of five and seven at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning now at this point towards there being a lot of five and seven this year, just because all of these teams have been inconsistent enough. And, And the one team that has me the most concerned at this point was actually Oklahoma State because, you know, they, they seemed to be rolling. They were fairly competitive against Texas, and it was just a few things that kind of, you know, were, were kind of floating out there. But they laid a complete egg against Texas Tech. I mean, that was an absolutely ridiculous performance from them. And, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, you know, went off and was doing really, really well in that particular game. But um, they, they are going to have a lot of problems if they can't get that figured out. Maybe it's just a bad game for Spencer Sanders. Uh, but there honestly is no reason that the Texas Tech defense should have been as good as they were give them credit for bouncing back the way that they did. But that game definitely read a lot more to me like Oklahoma State was having problems on their own offensively than Texas Tech was actually playing super really good defense.
1: So let's let's kind of project ahead now. I think we all think Oklahoma – well, let me let me start with this actually. Um, Oklahoma is rolling. Now we've got Red River coming up this weekend. And that, that looks like unless Baylor continues to win and stays ranked, there's not going to be a lot of opportunities for Oklahoma to face a ranked opponent. Um, which means they could end the season with just with wins over just two, uh, especially with the non conference going the, the direction it has. If Oklahoma loses a game in in the Big Twelve, even if they win the Big Twelve, is their resume going to be strong enough to to make to get them in the playoff as a one loss Big Twelve champ?
0: As a one loss, no, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, unless the loss came as like a a last second you know huge shootout loss against Texas this weekend, and then they went and just completely stomped them in the Big Twelve championship. If something like that happened, then maybe. Um, but if they lose to anybody other than Texas, uh, even if, you know, like like you said, like if Baylor continues to win and upsets Oklahoma, um, I, I still don't think that Oklahoma can get in if that's the way it goes. You know, they're, they're having to fight right now. I think it's pretty much a guarantee that unless Clemson loses, they're in. Um, you're probably going to have two SEC teams, if not more, uh, you know, because Alabama, Georgia, and LSU all right now, everybody thinks are the like two, three, and four. Um at the worst for all of those. And then Ohio state does not appear to have any real competition in the big 10. And so the only way that Oklahoma is going to be able to get in for sure is I think by winning out and winning out convincingly against pretty much everybody, except for Texas. Uh, I am worried that if they do drop one, you know, even if it is against Texas and they go ahead and, and then, and then, um, avenge that in the Big 12 championship game, they still may not have enough to get in. Unfortunately, everything's kind of just stacked against Oklahoma, unless they're blowing everybody out by at least 21 points. Um, I, I do want to say, and, and not to go full on
1: conspiracy theory, but I, man, I, I'd i be a hard time seeing the playoff community not make sure that they have Alabama versus Jalen Hurts in at least one of those two semifinal games, because ratings, dollar bills, yeah, I just... I, I, you get 12-1 and one Oklahoma B-12 champs. I just – how do you not put that on TV for, for for the money?
0: Yeah, I think the only problem with that is that if, you know, is potentially Ohio State this year because they got left out of what people thought, you know, people thought that they should have been at least considered. Um, you know, Georgia got left out last year as well uh, for an Oklahoma team that didn't really perform very well. Um, you know, and, and like I realize there's that Jalen Hurts versus Alabama – Type of uh, you know that that storyline there, but I, I think the only way that Oklahoma is going to be safe is if they win out. Like if if they win out, it's a no brainer. Like if they're undefeated, it's absolutely a no brainer. They'll probably have Alabama versus Oklahoma be that that two three matchup. Um, just because you know, like Clemson, like I said, is going to make it unless they lose. But the way the ACC's been this year, like they actually could potentially lose. They almost lost North Carolina. Um, it's like the best bet for Oklahoma to feel comfortable as a one loss playoff team is if Clemson loses or if Ohio State loses. If one of those two teams loses, then I think that they're they're OK. But if both of those teams are undefeated, I just don't see how a one loss uh, Big 12 champion gets in over a one loss SEC school.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think losses to SEC teams counted, though. If you Bama lost to Auburn doesn't actually. <laughs> right. <count>. Right. Um, <laughs> so. So. Let's go ahead and project forward. Um, what well, we all have Oklahoma at one. I, I think they still win the Big Twelve. I, I've liked what I've seen from Texas. Um, I'll be really interested to see this matchup, but I, I trust I trust OU against Texas at, in, a, in a Big Twelve title game rematch. Um, we, we all kind of think Texas is at two. If not, you guys let me know. But if, if you are going to project the Big Twelve standings at the end of the year, what would you what would you predict?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree for the most part with with your ranking. I do think, obviously, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm expecting them to win the rest of their games just based off of what's going on um, so far. But you know, honestly, I I think that Texas and Baylor are a little bit closer right now, at least for me. Um, you know, we've seen weaknesses with this Texas team. Texas has all kinds of depth issues right now because of injuries. Um, you know, Baylor has looked. Like we've already talked about, a lot more impressive than I think I was expecting them to. I actually did say, though, coming into the year, I've done a bunch of different previews with a bunch of different writers from around the Big 12 um, over on my podcast. And, you know, I was fairly adamant that it was going to be Iowa State and Baylor and Texas, all three of them fighting for that number two spot. Um, And that the game that I thought between Iowa State and Baylor, whoever won that game was probably going to be, you know, either third or fighting for second with Texas. And that that game for Texas against whoever, emerge from that one was going to be I think for a spot in the Big 12 championship game so it's still kind of trending that way the way Baylor has been playing if they can beat Texas then I do have them in the Big 12 championship game that's the big question though is can they go ahead and beat a Texas team that you know to be honest like looking at their roster right now I don't think it's all that more talented than what Baylor has it's just that you know, they have a they have a coach that I probably trusted a little more coming into the year. They have a quarterback that I probably trusted a little bit more coming into the year. Charlie Brewer's been playing pretty well, though. Uh, I think he matches up favorably with a guy like Ellinger. And and so, I you know, I would not be shocked to see Baylor come in second and face Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Um, but I, I do agree. It is those those top four, I believe. And then the rest of it, you could probably just throw them all in a hat, shake it up, and pull them out. Um, I agree Kansas is probably going to finish last, partly because they're already 0-3 in the Big 12 and I just don't know where those wins are going to come from. They could potentially beat Kansas State if Kansas State can't figure it out. They could potentially beat Texas Tech if the defense you know, issue isn't actually ironed out the way that it looks like it might be. And we've already seen that Oklahoma State can lay an egg, so that's like a possibility, although I wouldn't count on it. Um, so you know, there's definitely the possibility that Kansas could get out of 10th, but I wouldn't count on it at this point. Um, but the rest of those, 5 through 9, you literally could just throw them in a hat and pull them out, and I, and I would definitely believe it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think Iowa State bounces back and finishes about fourth. Um, I think I have them fifth right now in my rankings. Um, I can't figure out if, you know, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State has kind of regressed each week. I can't figure out if he's going to start to kind of turn around and turn things around. If this is just a redshirt freshman through the first five games is struggling and he's going to figure it out or not. I don't think a huge step forward for him will come until next season, but if he can take a few steps in the right direction this year, um, Oklahoma State still to—I mean, I had him eight and four in my preseason prediction. Um, I, I mean, I picked them to lose to Texas Tech. They tend to these past few years lose a game that they're you know "quote unquote" not supposed to. So it, it, that that felt like a good opportunity for them to drop one. Um, so we'll, I still think they're better than. I know they lost to Texas Tech, but sometimes you know one game is what one game is. I still feel like OSU is better than Tech, and I think obviously they beat Kansas State. I think they're better than Kansas, but I, I, it's tough. You know, West Virginia is going to be good one week and 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 not as great the next. And and if they're with Austin Kendall, like do you, do you trust him moving forward to not make mistakes and and, and put them in a winning position? So I, I'll take OU one, Texas two, Baylor three. Um, I'll I'll pick Iowa State to finish fourth. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like Oklahoma State's fifth, and then everyone else is is in a jumbled mess. But we're just going to see how things go the rest of the season. All right, so I I lied. We're going to wrap on this. Looking at the schedule moving forward, what's the one game left on the schedule in the Big 12 you think will have the biggest impact at the end of the season?
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to go a little bit different because, I, I, I mean, I do agree that the Texas Baylor one will be big. Um, but I actually think the, uh, the Oklahoma traveling to Baylor three weeks before the end of the season might actually be a little bit bigger because if, if things go the way that they seem to be shaping up right now, that will essentially be, uh, here, let me, let me double check because in terms of where Baylor plays Texas, I'm trying to remember in terms of timing, but you know, that very well could be, yeah, that will be before the Baylor Texas game. Um, which means that, you know, if Baylor can sneak that one out, they could have the potential of actually being the top team going into the Big 12 championship, and then it's Oklahoma and Texas that are fighting to get to that second spot. Um, you know, Baylor is good enough and shown themselves to be good enough at this point that they could be an undefeated team going into that tilt with Oklahoma, um, you know, and so that I think is going to be an absolutely huge game for them, and we'll set up then how important that Baylor-Texas game is the next week, um, but I think ultimately that might be the one where we look at and we said that determines who the two, the two uh, teams in the Big 12 championship are at that point.
1: So I, I agree on Baylor-Texas, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different just, just to mix things up. Um, I'm gonna, I promise I'm taking my, my orange glasses off and just saying, up to this point, Baylor's played one true road game at Kansas State. Um, we see that Kansas State obviously struggling. Um, so at, at, as, as impressive as winning on the road is, to me, the most difficult game Baylor's schedule at this point is going to be that road game at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State coming off of an off week. I know OSU didn't look good against Texas Tech. But I'll remind you of last year, Oklahoma State coming off a embarrassing loss on the road at Kansas State, had an off week, had homecoming, packed crowd, night game against Texas, and Oklahoma State pulled off the upset. Uh, OSU's got one good upset in them every year, just like they have, seem to have a loss that they shouldn't have every year. If I'm Baylor, I'm a little bit nervous about that game. You know, OSU's going to have two weeks to prepare. Uh, if Sanders comes out and looks more like he did against Oregon State than he did uh, Texas Tech, I think it's a, it's a game where we're all looking ahead to Oklahoma and Texas. We'll see if if Baylor doesn't already have a loss when they get to that point because that Baylor in Stillwater at Oklahoma State game, I'm not calling it a trap game. It's just that's got Oklahoma State pulling an upset written all over it.
0: You know, to kind of go along with that in terms of Oklahoma State playing the spoiler, I could also envision a scenario where Oklahoma gets upset by either Texas or Baylor. Those three have a split round robin. And that Oklahoma State, you know, bedlam at the end of the year becomes a huge game um, where if Oklahoma State can pull that upset, it might knock Oklahoma out of the Big 12 championship entirely, Um, which would be absolutely ridiculous to think about um, that, you know, that Oklahoma State could have that. But, you know, the way that they've played, and they always play Oklahoma tough, you know, and, and Gundy always seems to have one weird, you're, like you said, one weird upset that comes out of nowhere. Um, you know, I could potentially seeing that one being a little bit more um, important than any of us think it is at this point.
1: I've been burned by Bedlam too much. Don't try and speak Oklahoma State upset in Bedlam into existence. Don't do that to me. I don't I don't have time, patience or or the health right now to deal with it. <laughs> um, Andy, everybody who wants to check out the work you do covering the Big 12 and Kansas. Uh, where can they do so?
0: Yeah, so I, I write over at Long Grand Gauntlet, mainly covering Kansas, but talking about other Big Twelve teams as well. Um, my 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 podcast, Rock Chalk Pod, um, you can find that on Twitter. I'm also over at Rock Chalk Talk for all of my other Kansas-related work. Um, but that's that's where you can find all the stuff that I do.
1: Appreciate it, you guys. Uh, this has been a ton of fun, and uh, and we'll do it again. I, I look forward to this week, man. I, I think this weekend's games. There's only three Big Twelve games, but anytime it's Red River, it's dude, it's a big one. It always is.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a little bit of time off so I can actually enjoy the other games instead of worrying about if Kansas is actually going to be competitive.
1: Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 Podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. To rate and review the show. Five stars. Please, it helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us. On Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, TEN number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.